Hi, this is Alan Schimmel from DevOps.com for another DevOps chat. Happy to be joined today by two special guests, both from ThreatStack. First is a gentleman pretty well known within the DevOps and security space, Pete Cheslock. Pete, welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you. And joining Pete and I is it's kind of Pete's partner in crime here, Chris Gervais. Chris, welcome. Thanks so much. Great. That was our audio check, guys, and we're good. So, Pete and Chris, why don't our audience may not be familiar with ThreatStack. Can you give briefly a little background on the company? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, ThreatStack is a company that's been around for a few years now. And what we're doing is we have a cloud security platform that is, you know, basically designed to work with uh, all kinds of different workloads that are running, whether in the cloud or, you know, in your own data center to, uh, you know, analyze for internal, external threat, um, to analyze for data loss prevention for, um, and basically just auditing the kind of answering the question of who did what when on your systems. So if you're someone who is on a security team and you need to follow various auditing rules, PCI or HIPAA or uh, things like that, you know, you can use ThreatStack to basically comply with those policies. Um, and also if you're just an operations team who's trying to understand you're doing kind of doing the DevOps, you're giving people broader access to your systems and you're trying to understand what they're doing with that access, you know, trust but verify, uh, you know, you can use ThreatStack to basically determine and, and answer those questions for you. Fantastic. And Pete, is, is this delivered as a service or is it, you know, a, a not an appliance anymore, but, you know, an on, <laughs> not even an on-prem, but, you know, is it is it a service? Yep. It's a SaaS app. Uh, we have a very lightweight agent that runs on the system, and what we do is, uh, we right now we support uh, Linux systems. We're capturing events from the Linux kernel, so it's that source of truth uh, of all activity on, on a system. And we also do some integration with, uh, if you're on Amazon, we do some integration with the CloudTrail so that we can alert on not only your system level events, but also for you know Amazon users, we can alert on uh, CloudTrail events, so events that are happening at, at, at a higher kind of API level. Great, and and guys, I don't, I didn't mention your titles. I apologize, Chris. What's your role at ThreatStack? So I'm the uh, I'm the VP of Engineering here. Okay, excellent. And Peter, so I run the uh, operations and support teams, the technical operations. So we've got tech ops and and engineering. Excellent. So guys, and we were talking a little bit before we. Uh, started the recording here about this whole i the, the evolution if you will of of security this you know security tribe merging or at least joining into this larger devops tribe if you will i don't know if it's larger but mer the merger of security and devops chris i know this is something that you followed now for a few years what's kind of your take on it you know i think it's like there's a couple of things here one of which is you know, especially for folks who are building, you know, in the cloud and, you know, trying to take advantage of, uh, you know, all the sort of speed and velocity you can get with software to find everything and all that stuff is you can't adhere to the model that security is the domain of the few anymore and that it's a walled off thing over in the corner or, you know, that it lords over your um, software development, engineering process, rollout process, infrastructure process. Like all that stuff has to get baked in, right? And it, it has to get baked in at the earliest possible point that it can. And one of the best ways, you know, to do this, and it's a thing we've done at ThreatStack, right, is 
And it's not just about the tools, it's about making sure that like your entire team is involved with this from the start and that it's not just a person who's got to sit there and be a gateway and a worrier about this, but everybody is focused on it, right? Just like today, you've got, whether you're a software engineer or an infrastructure engineer, you're an engineer, you're sitting together and you're solving problems together of how do I get my stuff out? What, what kind of systems do we need? What do my workloads look like? You've got to take that same approach with security and make it just part of that flow. Um, and so, you know, in some ways, like if you think about the democratization of this stuff, it's really about, and this is, you know, one of the things behind ThreatStack is make this inclusive, not exclusive, because you can solve problems better that way. Amen. Um, Pete, you and I first met, I think it was shortly before I even launched DevOps.com. And, and so I know you, you've dealt with this and, and have been dealing with this issue for years. My impression in speaking to a lot of people is that the developer and even ops community seems much more open, if you will, to welcoming the security folks into the into the meeting, into the tribe, at giving them the seat at the table, where too often, I'm afraid to say, because I come from the security side of the house, it's the security guy who's digging in his heels and saying, no, you know, we, we can't have that. We, we need to maintain control. We need to maintain independence. We need to have our own kind of thing. Um, but the good news is I, I see that that kind of hard-headedness softening, and I do see us, the security folks, you know, coming in. What's your impression? Yes, I, I remember we were actually doing a talk. It was a, like a kind of roundtable DevOps discussion, and what, what I thought was most interesting is a lot of the locations were all tilting more towards the security side, um, and that, you know, that was a couple years ago at this point. Um, yeah, so I definitely agree, you know, the, the conversation that's, that, that I see in, in, in attending a lot of the different kind of web, web operations and DevOps-related conferences is much more on the side of, of operators and developers who have essentially kind of, you know, figured out how to work well together and, and deliver value for businesses. Um, are realizing that security is much more important than it ever was. The kind of joke is it was always important. It's just a lot of people just didn't really care about it. But now it's affecting so much of what we're doing and, and more and more issues and vulnerabilities in open source software are kind of coming to light that um, I think more operations and dev teams are realizing that this is something that we really need to deal with now versus you know having some sort of company ending event. Um, and so I think what's happening is that um, especially smaller startup companies, uh, even companies that get up into a few hundred engineers don't even have a dedicated security team, so they kind of have to do it themselves. In, in more legacy teams, you know, I see it as well, where they want to, you know, more legacy companies, they want to build and they bring in security engineers, you know, for that organization. And you, you find a lot of the same thing where, like you were saying, is they want to slow things down and they want to take control. The problem is, is that, you know, that model doesn't work anymore. Um, and we've seen it. It's the, the concept of, uh, of shadow IT, right? You know, mm -hmm. the security team, if they're constantly saying, nope, can't use Amazon because of whatever reason, it doesn't right. stop anything. You'll, the company will end up having 10 Amazon accounts under 10 corporate credit cards. Yeah, that's such a good point, too, because I think one of the things, like the fundamental shifts you have to make is, right, a lot of the old security thinking was rooted in prevention, right? And so, if you really think that you can use that model in sort of the modern era, God bless you, but man, that's gonna be tough. 
versus if you can now focus on detection and involvement, you're going to be, and then, right, you're DevOpsing the things because you want to go fast. You can now put changes into effect super fast by connecting your information sources to the things that allow you to take, um, you know, allow you to make change quickly. That, that's how you get, you know, I think you really make some progress. And that's where we see a lot of folks fall down when they think they can take the sort of legacy enterprise IT approach and just bring that to the cloud, including the type of people that are involved. Absolutely. So, guys, let me let me bring this back to ThreatStack, if I can, for a moment. Your customers, do you think they come from the dev and sysadmin or, or ops space, or are the security people your customer as well? I mean, it's 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 both. You know, and as our company's grown and as our customer base has grown, and we go up market more, we'll start having you know, more and more folks who have InfoSec and other titles like that in, in uh, discussions with us. Where we kind of started was with the DevOps community, right? We're a very DevOps friendly tool in, in terms of getting our agent deployed. Um, and like, you know, Pete did an awesome job of like building cookbooks and templates that people could use to get ThreatStack running really quickly so that it wasn't a pain in the ass to get started. It was really, really simple. Um, but, you know, that is gonna sort of start to change over time, but what we hope is that We'll continue to see the folks who are, you know, DevOpsing and infrastructuring involved in that conversation, and it doesn't just turn into the domain of just the security people. Yeah, in a lot of cases too, what happens is um, you have a, you know, a CTO or head of engineering for some company, and you know, maybe they're running two, three, four hundred servers on Amazon, you know, not trivial number of systems, uh, but but still not, you know, kind of enterprise scale of thousands of systems. But they'll they'll have their uh, their head of engineering come to them and say, we're about to close this deal. It's mm -hmm. with this company. They are going to require us to get, you know, our, our PCI compliance or HIPAA compliance or some sort of auditing company. Um, and so as an operations person, and I've been in this scenario before at a previous company, I was running an operations team and we were about to sell it to the U.S. government, which required us to go through a FISMA audit, which is a very intensive audit. And this was years ago. We had to, we ended up having to build a lot of the tools. And I, I always, I always kind of joke here. It's like I love working at ThreatStack and operations because I get to use ThreatStack on my on my platform that I run. It's awesome that way. I don't have to go build tools anymore like I used to. Yeah. Exactly. But it, yeah, into that point, you know, it's actually one of the reasons why I joined ThreatStack was that in previous roles, right? I delivered. My teams delivered stuff into healthcare uh, and other regulated industries, and something like ThreatStack didn't exist. So I had to stitch together stuff painfully from other types of tools to answer, like, you know, all these security requirements being dumped on my desk from larger enterprises who weren't used to dealing with SaaS companies uh, and thought of the world about on-prem security. And you know, having a tool for me like ThreatStack, and frankly, getting the opportunity to help build it out was such a huge. Uh, opportunity um, and, and attractive uh, for me to come here because you could just instantly see the problem this was going to solve. Absolutely. So, guys, um, we're, we're running low on time because these things always go quickly, too quickly. But we're, I'm doing a webinar next month with a couple of companies called New, New Frontiers in Cloud Security. I'm going to ask each of you, what do you see as sort of the biggest new threat, if you will, on the horizon for cloud security? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I mean, I, I think what we're, we're finding is that um, as people move to the cloud, you know, there was a long time a lot of FUD around, you know, the cloud is not secure, you can't move to the cloud, it's not secure. 
Um, and in reality, the cloud is is just as or can be more secure than your existing environment if you use kind of the right tools, you know, to, to manage and monitor those systems. Uh, especially for Amazon users, they have a, a whole suite of tools that can that can really assist you to secure your systems well. Um, you know, when I look at Brett, it's it's uh, and especially as as someone who runs an operations team for a security company, um, you know, we do everything we can to lock down you know the front door to make sure that it is extremely hard to get onto systems to do things. Like we, we have a lot of checks and balances in order to do so. But honestly, the biggest fear I have is, is people coming in from the back door essentially and, and trying to trying to get in through you know some sort of malware on their systems or you know through some sort of fundamental breakage in an open source code where like Heartbleed happened last year. So yeah. um, you know so that's where you know I'm I'm glad to have you know tools here uh, via ThreatStack and other tools that, that we have that can continually monitor my systems for these anomalies because it's going to be nearly impossible to know of what the next zero day, you know, kind of critical bug is. But if I can monitor for anomalous activity, that can give me a heads up in advance. Right? Perfect. Chris, how about you? So, you know, I think one of the, one of the biggest threats actually is, um, and it'll, in, in just into what Pete said, is people thinking they can solve cloud security like they solved on-prem security. And I can just worry about things uh, at the ingress and egress point of my network. And, you know, I use this appliance thing at my last place that had, you know, it's co-load or my own data center. And I just want to replicate that model in the cloud, right? Which I just think is, you have to look at the workload and the host as that's the, right, that's the battleground. And if you're thinking you can solve this at a network layer, it's going to be really tough because that doesn't tell you what's happening on your systems, which is, again, these things are coming and going, right? You've got probably more cattle than pets. You're able to build up and burn down really quickly. Are you able to really identify what was anomalous on those workloads over time? And if you can't, and if you think you can just solve it like you, we solved stuff five, ten years ago, it's just a, like a rude surprise. Like To me, that's one of the biggest threats out there. I, I don't disagree, guys. Hey, I'd love to sit and chat all day. Maybe we will in the future. I would get together at some DevOps days or something. But um, I'm going to need to wrap up here. We're kind of at the end of our time limit. So Pete Cheslock, Chris Gervais, ThreatStack, thank you so much for appearing in this uh, segment of DevOps Chat. And we're looking forward to hearing more about ThreatStack and, and DevOps and security working together to make the cloud better for everyone and uh, continued success. Thanks very much. Yeah, thanks a lot.